0: Welcome to the Variety Hour, where local leaders talk Memphis.
1: Listen to you move your mouth, I bet you come way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess, you're from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, high on the bluff.
0: Welcome to Talk Money. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker.
2: Good morning and welcome to Talk Money. Talk Money is about insurance, stocks, bonds, guitar, but and estate planning. Talk Money is everything financial. Our guests bring their insights and perspectives about their topics. Of expertise. Well, in the news, House GOP readies for a big tax battle. Get ready. That's all we're going to hear for the next couple of weeks, next couple of months, probably, at least before Christmas. The House Republicans have unveiled the largest transformation of the U.S. tax code in more than 30 years. Deep cuts in business taxes, something that I think the administration has been promising. You have a corporate tax rate going from 20 percent or down to 20 percent from 35 percent. And you have compressing individual income tax, Brett, and eventually repealing, would you believe this? The estate tax law, corporations, heirs, and families seem to be the big winners in the plan. Of course, I think we'll see both winners and losers, but here, always remember, keep your politics out of your investments. Here's something in the news that I think you'll find about uh, it's interesting, especially when you think about taxes, According to the Treasury Department, federal estate and gift taxes—remember, I just mentioned that—collected during fiscal year 2017, that's ending September the 30th, were just under 22.8 billion dollars, or 20, just around 22.79 billion dollars, less than two-thirds of 1% of the 3.3 trillion of tax receipts collected during fiscal year 2017 total individual income tax collected that's the consumers that's me and you paying that's the 1040s was just shy of 1.6 trillion and that's the largest total ever collected according to the treasury department more than five times the size of the 297 billion of corporate taxes that was collected hey, i like that statistic we paid more taxes than were collected in the history of our com- country in 2017. Maybe it is time for some tax reform. Maybe we need to figure out a better way. Of course, death and dying, we know that's going to happen. And in the United States, we're going to pay taxes. Today's program, well, if you're interested in health care, Obamacare, and it's open enrollment time, and what do you need to know? If you're signing up for Obamacare in 2018, you'll have less time to do it and less help to buy the coverage that you're going to need for next year. And we have some ideas to help you find the right policy more quickly. My guest, Shannon Dyson, Vice President of Shoemaker Insurance Solutions, will answer your questions in the second half of the program. Do you know any people spend less time spending for, uh, planning for their retirement or their vacation? Which do you do? Plan more for your vacation or more for your retirement? Ted Miner is here to find out why those that do take the time to do everything right only see it fall apart we will offer some solutions to help you look at the obstacles that we all face and how do we build a nest egg for our retirement that's the big issues coming up i'm jim shoemaker you're listening to the voice kwam 990 and fm 107.9 this is talk money stay with us we'll be right back after this
1: podcast of talk money are available in the itunes store just search shoemaker financial we'll be right back with more talk money after this
0: now here's mid-south weather from news channel 3's severe weather center brought to you by the crescent club hosting the people and ideas that moved memphis forward for nearly 30 years poplar and i240 call for a free tour at 901-684-1010 Cloudy, breezy, and continued warm with temperatures in the mid-70s today. Scattered showers will be likely from an approaching cold front that will turn stationary over the region for much of the weekend. We'll warm into the mid and upper 70s for both Saturday and Sunday. Memphis Spine and Rehab relocating to Germantown across from Chick-fil-A on Wolf Trail Cove. Learn more at TheMemphisSpine.com or call 901-751-0939. I'm News Channel 3's Todd Demers. On The Voice, FM 107.9 and AM 990.
3: Are you aging? Well, I am. This is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm. As we age, our concerns and needs change. An updated estate plan will give you peace of mind regarding your family and your future. Your will is about your wishes and not always about your wealth. What are your wishes? Please call us at 901-843-2760 or visit us at thebaileylawfirm.com. Again, this is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm telling you that today is the youngest you will ever be. Let us help you with your estate planning,
1: elder law, and probate needs, it's what we do. You're listening to Talk Money. Jim Shoemaker and Ted Minor are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securing Financial Services Incorporated. Securities dealer, member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker.
2: And welcome back. You're listening to Talk Money. Talk Money is brought to you in part by the Bailey Law Firm, estate planning, elder law, and probate Planning for all generations. Well, it's a time, you know, you've been thinking about it all year. It's open enrollment time for Obamacare. And believe it or not, you have less navigator. I was listening, less navigators. Now, let me introduce my guest because I want you to know he's frequent. You know him. You're listening to him a lot of times. Shannon Dyson, who is the vice president of Shoemaker Insurance Solutions and always does a great job bringing us the information we need Shannon welcome to the program sir
4: thanks for having me again Jim
2: you know Shannon I, I have to say this I get so frustrated and I guess I'm gonna allow my opinion to, to stick out a little bit here. easy <laughs> no easy but I am so frustrated I was listening to another station the other day if somebody I was trying to get an opinion see what they were thinking about and they were beating up the fact that we just we don't have the navigators you know the people that are helping people enroll right and and that we shorten it, you know, you only have a certain amount of people. Now, we're into, what, the sixth year, seventh year of doing this?
4: Yeah, 2010 was the first year. So we kind yep. of
2: got some ideas on how to do it, right. number one. And my understanding, I mean, this, by the way, the way they were presenting it, by the way, this is so biased, and they say they're fair and balanced. Forget that. They don't even <laughs> spell fair and balanced. But the reality is, it was it was kind of a mindset that it was so bad you couldn't do it. you can't you can't navigate this. You got to have all this enormous amount of cost and the help. And the reality is, I know you don't have that many choices anymore,
4: right? Exactly. It's all yep. falling
2: apart. And so you click on, which by the way, it's your sixth or seventh year to do this if you haven't been enrolling, and it's just pretty much go to the website. and you don't need a lot of navigation because there's not a lot to navigate. Well, I think that's kind
4: of. What happens in life, right, is the more you do something, the better you get at it. And what we're seeing here, we've had choices just completely. the We have one choice in our county. So how many, how many navigators do you, <laughs> do need, you need to <laughs> go through one choice, choice of a health plan, right? And
2: it's across the country. It's not just right. Shelby County. It's across the country. And so the way this particular... Uh, it's a three-letter word, um, uh, N-P-something. I can't remember which one it was. But uh, they were trying to put it out that the mindset was, it is so devastating because we've cut the navigators and we've shortened the time. It's going to kill people that can't they can't get their insurance. All right, I, I listened to that. And, by the way, by the time I finish listening – I was angry because not at not at them. I was angry because oh my goodness, people are not gonna be able to get their health care. Right, yeah. Yeah, it was terrible. And yeah. uh, they they, were, they had a they had people in Mississippi talking there. I mean it was all over the place. So help us through. Is it as bad as that particular group wanted to... Well,
4: I think there's a couple things. So first of all, no, it's not as it's bad not as bad. I was rhetorical, that. I think. I knew
2: the answer to that already. So um, that's just kind of the way we work today. You know,
4: I hear right? you. Yeah, I hear you. So yes, we need to make sure that people know that there is less time to sign up because of the, over the last six years, um, individuals have had through January 31st to sign up for health care. So if that message uh, is not received... Um, today, this year, December 15th, is the last day. So that is a big change. Uh, not so much that we need need more time to get people enrolled, but we need to make sure that people know that there has been a change in the date.
2: All right, so let's give them some credibility there. We need to alert people. and And, and again, if you're not paying attention you might find yourself still thinking
4: Absolutely. that it's are if, if not If you're not paying attention to what's going on uh, in the market, uh, it, it really has not been big news uh, that we're moving from January 31st to December 15th. Uh, so I can imagine that there will be people that uh, December 16th, 17th, try to go online to get a plan, uh, and they can't do it. Now, I will say that if history is any example of what might happen in the future, they have extended those deadlines every almost every year. Yeah. So I wouldn't be too concerned about that, but we do have a new administration in, and so we may not get an extension on on the deadline this year. So we need to make sure that people understand December 15th is the last day. Uh, if you do not sign up bef- uh, before that time, you are stuck th- for the rest of the year. You can't just go and get individual health insurance in 2018 unless you have some sort of qualifying event.
2: All right, let's go through this because I, I introduced the program and I really think our listeners need to know what... What are some of the things that they need to be aware of? Now, number one, you've just basically told them it is a shorter enrollment time. Shorter enrollment time. So let's go with that. Now, what are some of the other things? I mean, how do they go about this whole idea of picking a plan?
4: So the picking the plan that we we are, it's a little bit easier, like you said, this year to pick a plan because there are fewer plans. I'll I'll use Shelby County as an example because that's where we live.
2: That's our listening audience. Um,
4: So we have one plan option this year uh, in the market in Shelby County. uh, That is Cigna. And Cigna has four different plan designs. So there still are some choices to be made uh, on your individual situation, your health care situation, between the four different plans. And let me go ahead and warn you, when you go onto the site and look for the rates, they are not cheap. Uh, so don't, don't get sticker shock. <laughs> be, be, sure, be sure you're sitting down drinking your coffee because the rates are very high.
2: All right. Now, let's you say sticker price. And, I mean, yep. again, that is so so critical and a lot of times I mean I make decisions sometimes if it's two items which one is less expensive right and I pay dearly sometimes for that I admit that so you're telling people if you're looking at this you have got a price a cost right you need, to, you need to spend a few minutes figuring what is that cost.
4: Yeah, and what we typically do with, with our clients when we're going through this process is in the, on the Cigna plans, there are deductibles that range, annual deductibles, that range from $1,500 annually to $7,000 annually. Um, obviously, if you choose a $7,000 deductible, your premium will be much less than if you choose the lower $1,500 deductible. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you should choose the less expensive plan. What uh, we typically coach our clients is: let's look at your health history over the last two, three, four years. Uh, have you been into the hospital over the last few years? Do you have an ongoing health condition that we need to be aware of? Try to make some assumptions, some guesstimates on on medical expenses for the following year as to what we're going to do.
2: All right. Now, now, in fair, being fair, would a navigator in the past would that have been what that navigator would have helped that client do? I've had some
4: experience, uh, a little bit of experience, with the uh, the navigators. Um, and for the most part, the answer to that question is a resounding no. <laughs> and, and that's because they really
2: can't. They're not health care experts. Right, and yep. they're just there to navigate through the, well, through the, the system, correct. not to make a choice. So so yep. here's here's what I think some people have kind of caught up in this thing, the media has. That the navigator, quote-unquote, was helping people make choices, and in reality, that's not their job, and they really can't. They are to navigate the system, then the person, you know, the, the client, as you refer to it, right. the, the individual that's buying it, has got to make that final decision.
4: Well, and two, when the system first was, first, when the website, I forget how much they spent on that website. Now. Uh, I either, used to have that statistic in my head, but it was a lot, head, a lot, of, was money. A lot of money. Um, and it was very difficult to use. Correct. It was very not, not user-friendly user at all. Not at all. And so the navigators were there to help through that navigation process of the website because it was very confusing and very hard to understand. They were not there to help a person make a healthcare choice. Uh, now, there may have been some uh, that were, I can't say 100%, No, of I mean, did. They, they,
2: they,
4: there may have been some that did that. But uh, for the most part, they were there to help them through the process, not help them pick a plan. Uh, so that's what we try to do: is help them decide, help and ensure decide which plan would be better for them. Because it's not always the right move to choose the less premium.
2: Let me introduce our second guest, too, and he'll be. We'll be talking later on with him about retirement planning. But he is in the private practice where he's working with clients on a day-to-day basis. And I think uh, I'm looking to get some idea of what you see, Ted, from a standpoint of clients that are asking you. You're working with that group of people that are sometimes at that point of having to get navigate this, using that word again. So introducing you, Ted Miner from Shoemaker Financial, one of our advisors. Uh, Ted, what do your clients say? I mean.
3: Well, thank you, Jim, for having me this morning. Uh, I actually have a couple that we've, we've, that Shannon and I have actually met with and, and some of them are frustrated again. Number one, the first thing they hear is that things are going up. Mm. You know, it's not so much about the cost. Cost Cost is going up. And, uh, and the uh, it's not even about the options and stuff. It's just about the budget. You know the fact that their budget is being shattered and, and things are changing so much. There are some older people that, uh, that are they may be a little bit older mentally than than some other people that aren't quite to the Medicare age that aren't really comfortable on the internet. So that's also another issue. And of course Shannon has been uh, he's been great to work with when when I have people like that sit down and kind of help them those particular issues but those are the two biggest frustration points that so
2: again back to fairness here the navigator would help that That's individual right. go through the process and again help them understand what they're trying to do there we're talking with Shannon Dyson and Ted Minor we're talking about you know it's Obamacare it's the you know, open enrollment first thing that Shannon has said it is a shorter period of time Again, Shannon what's that time period
4: so we have November 1st through December the 15th uh, so November 1st Wednesday, this last Wednesday, uh, so it's 45 days to be able to enroll into a, a healthcare plan.
2: And you don't have as many navigators, so please understand you you may have to you may have to spend a little bit longer periods of time to get it because right. somebody's not right there. Yeah, and the website
4: is a little bit easier to use today, today uh, than, than it was, was uh, seven years ago. So they have made some some drastic improvements uh, on that website. So yeah, that's th- much easier. Shouldn't take as much time, which I think is why they have reduced the time period allowed.
2: Sticker price, we said, be careful with sticker price. In Shelby County, we have one option.
4: We do have one option, it's Cigna. Um, And just to kind of give you an idea, I I met with a family last week. They wanted to see what the rates were gonna look like for the following year. They have Cigna this year, uh, or they had Cigna for 2017 uh, individual plan. That plan was going away. Uh, There are four new plans that Cigna is gonna offer. Uh, They, so it was uh, two, husband, wife, And two children, the children are in their 20s, early 20s. Their premium was going up to $4,200 per month for 2018. So when I say sticker shock... That's sticker shock.
3: <laughs> That's not sticker shock. That's heart attack. <laughs> Shannon, how much was it before that time?
4: It went up 22%. So it was, in the, it, was still, it was still in the low 3000s before, their, even, before the imp- increase this year.
3: There's 22% greater than inflation? i trying to- Just a, just a, a, just bit. a tad. That's just another
2: a tad, just one of those bit. questions <laughs> that he knows the answer to. One, one
4: thing too, though, that we can mention when we're talking about the pricing on the plans, some people that will go on to the website will qualify for tax subsidies. Uh, and so that's something that you need to make sure that you're looking at because you may be looking at a plan. There are uh, bronze, silver, and gold plans available to each individual. The silver plans are going to get you the biggest subsidies. And so when you're when you're working around the site, make sure that you put your income where it asks for income. Uh, it'll give you the option to check out of that box when you first go onto the website. Go ahead and put your income in there. Uh, because you never know, you may be able to qualify for a subsidy and it will reduce the price that you see uh, on the website.
2: Let me ask you this question. Uh, now, I'm not indicating that anybody would ever do this, but let's suppose that income is, you know, it's your income is uh, $100,000. Mm-hmm. And uh, you decided maybe you want to put on this particular form $50,000. Jim. I'm just wait a minute. I didn't say me. I just said, what happens if somebody does that?
4: It's a good question because we that came up a lot in 2010, 2011, 2012. I know. That's, uh, how, how, are, how are we going to, how, is, how will the federal government know if I fudge a little bit on my income? And if by the I'm way, making that a little fudge could lower. be just
2: a little bit. I mean, could be just say, a little bit. Say, you know, if the number is 65000 and you'd say, well... I you know, I I made sixty seven or sixty-eight. Right. And I just I put sixty four.
4: Well I'll give you an example So if as a single person, if you make less than forty-seven thousand dollars a year, you're eligible for some sort of subsidy. Um so if, say you really make fifty and yet you come in, you say you make forty-five thousand mm-hmm. dollars a year. So that makes you eligible for a subsidy. Uh and that would be for twenty eighteen. So we're just talking about somebody coming in today. Signing up for 2018, they put that they make forty-five thousand instead of the fifty that they actually make,
2: and that's a, just a little, just white a line. little bit of, of a nobody just, in this group would do that, and I know that.
4: So just a small little fudge on okay. on the income, but it makes them eligible for a subsidy, so they receive the subsidy for the full 2018. So they get a little bit less; they're paying a little bit less out of their pocket. Right. They file their taxes uh, in 2019 for their 2018 income, and it shows that they actually made fifty thousand. Well, they're going to get a nice letter. Uh, from the IRS saying that we you received a tax credit that you should not have received, uh, and here is the bill for that tax credit.
3: And penalties?
4: There will be a penalty on top of that, 10% penalty for... For fudging. For, fu- for fudging.
3: <laughs> well, you know, there's there's so many times that people really don't know that their income may not be stable. They may they may be commissioned. There's a number of reasons as to why that... Oh, they may they only may work four months out of the year. They think they didn't, then they right. get to work another three months
2: on that period of time. So... That's what they have to be aware of.
4: Well, and also, they it is clearly stated when you're when you're completing the application process that if you do have a change in income throughout the year, notify us. Let us know that you had that change of income. We will then adjust adjust the credit that you are currently getting to the proper levels.
2: Well, if you just tuned in, our guest is Shannon Dyson, Ted Miner. We're actually going through some of the points that you need to just keep in mind. It is open enrollment for the Affordable Care Act, and you've got – this is enrollment for 2018. We've talked about the fact that it's shorter. It's November the 1st to December the 15th. Don't get caught up – number two is don't get caught up in sticker shock. I mean, I want to dive into that a little bit more later on, guys. That's that's still a big issue because it's so easy to do that. And I think also, uh, you know, I, I the, the, the idea was silver may be your best option. Know about your income. Check on the box – Make sure you're putting in the correct income. You may be eligible for a subsidy. I guess, Shannon, when you when you talk about this, give me some ideas about how do you find out if you're HSA eligible. So one of the
4: things that, that have been and Explain in the news, that for
2: sure. I, I mean, just just give me the insight of it. I don't know what that means.
4: A lot of times people will talk about HSAs. You hear HSA, HSA. You know right. what is an HSA? Um, HSA is 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 the, literal term is a health savings account Um, a health savings account is basically a checking account if you get down to the end thing what is this it's basically an account uh, that you are able to put money in uh, and get tax advantages for putting the money into that account Um, you cannot have uh, an HSA with any health plan um, that is in the market an HSA account has to be tied to a medical plan Uh, that the IRS has said is HSA compatible. And so if you have a health plan that is HSA compatible, and it will tell you that on the materials that you receive, uh, then you can then open up a health savings account. Uh, So a lot of people will talk about their health plan as an HSA plan. It's not actually an HSA plan. It's a a HSA compatible plan, and you have a health savings account that you tag along with that.
2: You know, you do a great job with that, and that just went right over the top of my head. I have no clue what you were talking about. I mean, that's the problem that you're talking about here. So when we come back, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to dive in. I guess I want you guys to walk us through some of the thoughts about reviewing your coverage and knowing the out-of-pocket costs. That's really meeting the bottom line. I mean, that's really – if I'm going to choose a plan – What's the potential cost to me if I do have that train wreck or that big health problem or something like that? Those are things we want to, you know, really get to, to help our listeners figure out. You're listening to Talk Money, this is The Voice. And it's uh, FM 107.9 at AM 990, Talk Radio for the Mid-South. I'm Jim Shoemaker. My guest, Shannon Dyson, Ted Miner. This is Talk Money.
1: Have a question you'd like answered on the program? Email talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. We'll be right back with more Talk Money after this. The Osgood File, sponsored in part by
2: Thoroughworks Relief. To relieve muscle cramps in your legs and feet, use Thoroughworks Relief. This fast-acting foam can even prevent muscle cramps. Now available at CBS Pharmacy or ThoroughworksRelief.com. This is Charles Osgood from the Dell Small Business Studios on the CBS Radio Network. There's trouble brewing for beer makers across the country. Climate change and intense droughts are making it difficult for brewers to make their customers favorite beer, as we'll hear after this. Dave, what are you
4: doing? Just sending a gift to Dave2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck as a gift to Dave2037, so he can spend it on things like anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman, something cool like that. I think Dave2037 deserves it. He worked hard. What are you getting, Steve 2037? I guess I was thinking Steve 2037 would just fend for himself. Well, alright, but don't expect to be borrowing my anti gravity boots.
5: You want to have money in your future? You got to start saving now. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org.
1: Hey, let's just hope Steve2037
4: doesn't get his hands on a cold time machine because he is going to come back here and knock some sense into you. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council.
2: To explain how climate change and severe droughts are making it difficult for American
0: brewers to keep up with demand, Here is our CBS News colleague, Chris Martinez. At one of LA's fastest growing breweries, keeping up with demand is a struggle. It's incredibly, incredibly stressful. Town Brewery's Mike Voss says much of that stress comes from having to hunt for critical ingredients like hops. Most of the country's hops are grown in Washington, Oregon, and Idaho, states that have suffered increasingly severe droughts in recent years. That's crippled crops, leading to shortages. With the mega beer producers gobbling up most of the supply, smaller craft beer makers are left scrambling. Every month we try and figure out where we can get what we need to make a particular beer. Producers are now trying to grow hops in other states, but it's a slow process. NASA climate scientist Joshua Fisher says
1: climate change is making droughts more intense. We are reaching this kind of tipping point to what we've been used to in terms of how much rain we're going to get and how plants grow is now no longer the norm.
0: Shortages have led to higher prices for hops. Some beer makers say they may ultimately have to pass on the cost to consumers, a bitter reality that could be here to stay. The Osgood File. This is Charles Osgood on the CBS Radio Network.
1: You're listening to Talk Money. This material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific point in time. It is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results, research, investment advice, or a recommendation to purchase or sell a security. And now, here's your host, Jim Shoemaker.
2: Well, if you've been listening, we're talking about the open enrollment has started for Obamacare. And we've been trying to give you some ideas that might help you understand what that means and what you should be looking for with your health insurance plan. We've talked about the fact that the open enrollment period is less than it has been in the past, November the 1st to December the 15th. It doesn't go to January the 31st as it has in the past, so be sensitive to that. And we've also talked about don't. Get too involved in sticker shock. Do some thinking and some planning. We're going to come back to that subject in just a minute. Also, knowing that you got uh, cost sharing for subsidies, uh, you know, know what your subsidies are. Know how to get to that. Know about as far as silver plans, gold plans, or, your, of course, your bronze. But uh, Shannon has mentioned that silver probably fits a little bit better. And then review your cost and your out-of-pocket, you know, review your coverage and your out-of-pocket cost making sure that you are looking at that. And then we talked about HSA. Shannon, I, I want to come back to the HSA thought process because I don't think if I if we went down the street today and just interviewed people, you know, talking to them, I'm not sure everybody understands what an HSA is and why it's important.
4: And also, there are a lot of people that don't. Um, there, There's a lot of confusion around what an HSA is. Uh, because you also have flexible spending accounts, FSAs, right. uh, that are a part of a of a company sponsored plan, uh, and so people a lot of times get those confused. One of the main questions I get: Well, do I use it? At, do I lose it if I don't use it in the year? And the answer to that is no. An HSA, it's your money. You're putting the money in there.
2: You're uh, it, contributing. You're to it.
4: contributing to it. If your employer contributes, they can also contribute to your HSA if you work for a company that offers one, um, and they're contributing tax free. Um, and that money is yours. You do not have to use it throughout an entire year, through a year. You can keep that and it can roll from year to year to year. And you can build a nice nest egg in that retirement account or the HSA that you can use later on as a retirement account.
3: You know, Jim, the, uh, the FSAs came out first and everybody was kind of used to filling out that, making that decision for the FSA, how much money to put in there. And then some people experienced the fact that going into the next year, they lost that money. And I believe that's changed a little bit, and that they can they can have they can carry over five hundred dollars into the next year, you which can. gives a little bit of flexibility. Right. But the HSA is something really different, as you said. You know, as a as a planner, as a financial planner, when you're sitting down with someone, it gives someone the opportunity to take if they're a, a family seventy three fifty, take it out of the taxable bracket, put it into uh you know the money's going to be used for medical expenses at some point in time, uh, and they can't contribute once they go on Medicare at sixty five. So. You try to take as much of that as you can, and, and maybe it might even help your choice of the plan, right, Shannon, because you have that ability. If you're pretty healthy, you're able to put seventy three fifty dollars 50 uh, take it out of, the, of being taxed that year, put it into an account because you know you're going to spend it. Medical expenses are probably going to go up, uh, and you're able to put that money away. And to do that over three or four or five years, you may end up with twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars. All right, guys,
2: where do you put the money? You you said a checking account. Is you just say I'm going to put seventy-three hundred dollars into a checking account and call it an HSA? Yeah. So
4: so banks basically, you have to ask. I would ask your bank, your particular bank, if they offer HSAs. There are online resources. HSA Bank Online is another uh, resource. That's the one I use personally. Um, and so you can you basically set up an account with them you can draw it out of your checking account or if you work for an employer that offers an HSA you can, they can direct debit out of your account out of your paycheck directly to the HSA account so it, it 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 works and functions just like a checking
2: account
3: it can be invested it can be invested in all the gains and everything or, or tax free as long as it, when you pull it out it's used for medical expenses
2: you have to use it for medical expenses well i think that's been good information now let me let me say this to everybody listening if you you've got questions these guys know what's going on. These guys spend a lot of time doing this. 757-5757, the telephone number. Just ask for Shannon or Ted to to help get the information you need to make a reasonable decision. I mean, the navigator programs, as we talked about, yes, that, the assistance there is down. You're not going to get that. The short, shortened period makes it that you got to make the decision. Reality is, if you need help just call 757-5757. These two guys can uh, walk you through that. Last thing, real quick, guys, you you kind of both, I want your input. Shannon, you said earlier, you have to be careful with sticker price. Yeah, And I think that's my, I see that as the biggest issue. Closing remarks about healthcare, sticker price, how to deal with it?
4: Well, it becomes, you you need to have a strategy when you're looking at the health plan that you want to choose. advisors like Ted can help through that process because what we can do is, is basically ask you some certain questions. You know, over the last three years, let's talk about your medical history. You don't get that from a lot of people uh, when you're looking at a health plan. Let's talk about what you, you know, three years ago, you may have been very ill. This year, you may be feeling healthy. You may be health That condition may have passed. You may be healthy now. Maybe we can take a plan that is HSA compatible. Uh, One thing to think about when you're taking one of those plans, you need to have a strategy for that because all of your expenses will be paid out of pocket until you reach that deductible. Are you able to do that with your budget? And so that's something that we need to look at as well. You may need to take a plan that's a little bit higher per month because you get a little more coverage when you actually go to the doctor where you only pay a copay, a $25 copay when you go to the doctor. So there are strategies involved. Uh, It's not just about the price. It's about what happens when you actually use the healthcare.
3: You know, Jim, I wanted to add about HSA. HSA is also, you can wait all the way up until the time that you file your taxes to put in for, so for 2017, someone can actually contribute to their HSA for 2017 all the way up until the time, just like an IRA contribution, all the way up until when they file their taxes. When they file their taxes in, in
2: 2018. Extremely good information. Well, you've been listening, of course, to Shannon Dyson and Ted Minor. We've been talking about it's time to file and open enrollment has started, and you've got to make those decisions. If you want to talk to these guys, 757-5757, that's Ted Minor and Shannon Dyson. Coming up after we take this break, why people fail at retirement. You need to make sure that you understand that. before you get everything signed up and ready to go and you find out that it falls apart. Find out why when we come back. You're listening to Talk Money.
1: listening to Talk Money. Financial advisors do not provide specific tax and or legal advice and this information should not be considered as such. You should always consult your tax and or legal advisor regarding your own specific tax and or legal situation. We'll be right back with more Talk Money after this.
5: Memphis changed forever in 1909 when W.C. Handy first came to Bill Street. A song originally written for E.H. Crump's mayoral race established Handy as the first blues musician when the sheet music was published three years later under the title Memphis Blues. After his parents wouldn't let him buy a guitar, Handy devoted every spare moment of his time to playing a cornet. As a young man, Handy worked odd jobs and played in orchestras from Alabama to Indiana until forming a successful band in 1893. But the constant touring and low pay wore on Handy, who traveled with his band until they finally settled in Memphis, where through his writing and playing he fused his own African American heritage with American culture as a whole. His music brought people together, and his popularity spanned across racial divides in a radically new way. Although Handy rests in peace today, he lives forever in the Memphis blues. This has been another Mid-South History Moment, brought to you by Shoemaker Financial.
1: You're listening to Talk Money. Be sure to like us on Facebook to search Shoemaker Financial. And now, here's your host, Jim Shoemaker.
2: Well, if you just tuned in, we've been talking with Shannon Dyson and Ted Miner. We're going to shift a little bit and talk about why people fail at retirement. Now, this basically, you know, you you read a lot, and you know, one of the topics, I guess, the little the reason why we picked up this little headline: why people fail. It comes from an article out of Kiplinger, and we thought it was a great way of kind of setting what we're going to talk about, setting it up. And so I've asked Ted to prepare some material for us, and we'll do that. But here's the thought for you. This comes from the Government Accountability Office. So this is not us making up a number, but in 1975... Defined contribution plans, that's your 401k plans, or back then it would have been another type plan, a keyhole plan or something. A defined contribution plan outnumbered defined benefit plans. That's a plan that would have been set up for your company would have said, we're going to, we are defining the benefit. You're going to work for so many years. This is the benefit. Well, believe it or not, defined contributions in 1975 actually outnumbered. Defined benefit plans, and that's uh, that's kind of a shocking thought. But it was two to one, two defined contributions to one defined benefit. In 2015, 40 years later, defined contribution plans now outnumber defined benefit plans 14 to one, and in our opinion, that is why so many people work very hard over a career. And at the time they get to retirement, they have maybe have done all the work. They've they've looked at spending years. They've done their retirement thought process. You know, they, they, on the surface, everything looks like it's great. They've got investments lined up. Man, they've been working their 401K. They've got the retirement income. They know that amount. And they, they look at, well, I got asset liability management. I got it all set up the way somebody told me to. And all of a sudden, it falls apart. Well, it's because we have a new retirement generation. It's managing your own resources. It's not like it was when your mom and dad and my mom and dad were simply we just got so secured in the pension, the fine benefit plan. And having an income stream back then, much easier. And, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. It just kind of fell into place. Most people do not do not realize that $1 million in asset means in terms of income. And that's your defined contribution. You have to make choices. You have to make decisions. My guest, Ted Miner. Ted, why do people fail? What's the problem here? What's really creating all this turmoil when it comes to retirement?
3: Well, Jim, I mean, you kind of couched it pretty well there. I mean, the problem is, uh, first of all, companies did this to take away a lot of their own liability. Oh, they had to. And uh, and now you've got people. And what's interesting is uh, that if you talk to people, you know, they may not be able to tell you what their their pension might be, but they'll tell you how much is in their 401K. Mm. But that that thing that you mentioned there, being able to relate of what a million dollars, say, in a, in a uh, as an asset in a 401K, what that equates to over a 30-year retirement. What does that mean to me as an income stream? Most people have no way of understanding that. It
2: actually sounds like an enormous amount of money. It does. And so if I'm thinking about it and I've got this enormous amount of money – Do you know the the problem is I've got to just make the decisions? Do I have enough? So let me ask this question What can advisors like yourself, Shannon, do to help people increase that success rate? I mean, just yesterday, when someone knew that we were going to talk about this, they said, Oh, Jim, this is a tough subject. Why are you talking about that subject? It's because we see people all the time at certain ages, 60, 62, start to think retirement. And then they have all of a sudden find out, uh oh, maybe I can't, or maybe I need to do this. There's some adjustments. What is it that we need to be doing?
3: Well, uh, Jim, you know one of the things that uh, we were talking about a little bit this morning, the, the American College of Financial Services, they have a, they actually came out with uh, 18 different risks that uh, people that people actually have when they go into retirement. Uh, the one that you just mentioned. Uh, is one that is fairly common that we see, and that's why people come to us a lot of times because they're trying to manage this uh, income stream. You have a lot of people that uh, we use the term a million dollars, and a million is a number that a lot of people like to say. That's what I want in my retirement account. Now, right. Other people may it may be five hundred thousand, but that million dollars because it sounds so big. Uh, retirement has become so long today that. Uh, it uh, for them to manage that money over that long period of time really becomes an issue. And what happens in retirement, with because they've got this million dollars, they think, okay, I can take that dream vacation. I can buy that. I can buy that uh, that house on the on the coast because I've got can all this buy money. Buy that Corvette I've been waiting That's to buy. That's exactly right.
2: Hey, I, I know a guy that did it. <laughs> I mean, he retired on Tuesday. He th- was driving the Corvette on Wednesday. And
3: some people can do that. Sure. But but the problem is that that. That mental, that mental thought process of an income stream for over that, that length of period of time is really something difficult to, uh, to wrap, wrap your hands around. What
2: you're talking about is the risk being
3: longevity risk. Right.
2: Now, I know you're currently enrolled with a, in a course, a whole designation that you're going to be working for, and that's the, at the College of Financial Services, mm-hmm. the American
3: College, right. mm-hmm. uh, called... Well, RICP is the designation I'm looking for, Retirement Income Certified Professional. Okay, so that's where you're taking the time, the
2: energy, and the money to put yourself into that professional designation to say, I'm working to help people get through this. That's right. Now, you're not mm-hmm. going to have all the perfect answers, we, we want, but you're at least spending the energy to be better at what you're doing than just somebody walking off the street talking about, here's what you do for retirement. Right, absolutely. So let's talk about that. What, what's, what's the problem how much people think about it? You know, if they're looking at their four hundred one k or the IRA, the IRA, you know, is it not just basically the more you got in there, the better it is? Is that, it? Isn't that Isn't that really bottom line?
3: Well, I think that if you were to if you were to have a survey and you were to ask people uh, why things failed, it would all come back to money is always the solution to the problem. And so, if I'd have just had more money, or if my four hundred one k or my IRA would have done better from a performance standpoint, then it wouldn't be, I wouldn't have the issues that I have, but what happens, it usually revolves around things. They keep things that are hanging around that probably shouldn't be hanging around. And I'm not talking about dogs and cats. I'm talking about other things that have a income (laughs) stream. Well, i not actually that is a subject (laughs) matter. Okay. We may get to that. Okay. Uh, but things that actually require an income stream that they don't think about tell you a quick story. Uh, and I tell this story because people think there's no way that can happen. But I had a, a client that came in to, uh, to do some financial pre, uh, pre, uh, pre-retirement planning. We were going through the cash flow, and we could never get the cash flow, what's coming in, what's going out, anywhere close. And that bothered me, because there's a, there a black hole, there's a gap there. Large gap. Yeah, is it, is it important or is it not important? So she, the client got very frustrated, and she said, I tell you what, I'm going to give you three months of my records. Can you go through <laughs> it for me and see if we can find out what it is? So I did that. Jim, this individual had a house... Outside of Tennessee, that they had not been to in ten years, no one had been in it. In one person had been in in ten years. They had everything on automatic. Money was being drafted from their account here, going to a bank in that state. Insurance was being paid. Property taxes being paid. Mortgage was being paid. Everything was being paid, and they (laughs) hadn't. After the fourth, they forgot. After the fourth, she says. Oh, yeah. You know what? We I have a house. Oh. I mean, and that was a significant thing. That's significant. And so the first thing we did in retirement, the fact that she hadn't been there in 10 years, hey, why don't we get rid of that? <laughs> so, so. That's, that's, that's a pretty good story.
2: But, you know, and that's reality is sometimes people just need someone like yourself to check a little bit of what they're doing. If you just tuned in, my guest is Ted Miner and Shannon Dyson. We're talking about why people, kind of like what he just discussed, fail at retirement planning and it is some things you don't really realize but we just do them you get everything set up and somehow it just doesn't work out the way you want it to that's our subject we're asked answering questions when we come back we're going to find out what happens when someone all of a sudden finds themselves in a divorce and it's time to retire boy it's a tough subject you're listening to talk money
1: you're listening to talk money past performance is not indicative of future results investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested we'll be right back with more talk money after this
0: Now, here's Mid-South Weather from News Channel 3's Severe Weather Center, brought to you by the Crescent Club, hosting the people and ideas that moved Memphis forward for nearly 30 years. Poplar and I-240, call for a free tour at 901-684-1010. Cloudy, breezy, and continued warm with temperatures in the mid-70s today. Scattered showers will be likely from an approaching cold front that will turn stationary over the region for much of the weekend. We'll warm into the mid and upper 70s for both Saturday and Sunday. Memphis Spine and Rehab relocating to Germantown across from Chick-fil-A on Wolf Trail Cove. Learn more at thememphisspine.com or call 901-751-0939. I'm News Channel 3's Todd Demers. On The Voice, FM 107.9 and AM 990. Are you aging? Well,
3: I am. This is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm. As we age, our concerns and needs change. An updated estate plan will give you peace of mind regarding your family and your future. Your will is about your wishes and not always about your wealth. What are your wishes? Please call us at 901-843-2760 or visit us at thebaileylawfirm.com. Again, this is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm telling you that today is the
1: youngest you will ever be. Let us help you with your estate planning, elder law, and probate needs, it's what we do. You're listening to Talk Money. Podcasts of Talk Money are available in the iTunes store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker.
2: If you just tuned in, our guests, Ted Miner and Shannon Dyson, we're talking about why people fail At retirement, you know, it's kind of one of those things. you got risk, whether it's longevity. Ted mentioned that. Maybe it's family. Maybe, as he mentioned, you forgot you have a house and you haven't been paying for that. Or maybe it's just aging, health care expenses, you know, as Shannon was talking about, and just managing that. Maybe it's long-term care. We've talked a little bit about that. Uh, Investment risk. But there's always that risk. In fact, in reality... I think this is a risk that we just like to shove back in the corner and not deal with it. But divorce among Americans over 50 years old has been rising for several decades, doubling. Here it is, doubling between 1990 and the year 2010. Um, this comes from. I guess you, you're using that data from your from the studies that you're doing that's right correct. now. Mm-hmm. Just to remind people that, uh, I actually, I think Ted, this is great because you're going through the American College College of Financial Services to specialize and really to really understand more about counseling people with retirement. Doesn't mean that you're going to have all the perfect answers. That's not what we're trying to say. But that you're really spending the energy in your profession to know more about counseling people through this problem. Now, with that prevalence of, of divorce if you're over 50, that can be devastating to somebody, especially it, in most cases to the to the wife.
3: It is. And Jim, I, I, I know that you, you we could probably sit here and, and tell many, many stories. And I think that the biggest thing, certainly if you get into planning, it, divorce may not even be in anybody's mind at all. And uh, certainly uh, we're not going to get into the reasons as to why divorce may may occur. But the fact that people are living so much longer uh, could be one of the reasons that it's actually happening, but it's actually got its own term. They call it the gray divorce revolution. And we're in, in actually 2010, one of our, out of every four divorces occurred with people over 50 years old. It's becoming so prevalent with people into retirement uh, that it, again, it's got that term and it's something that we need to address. Um, when we get into retirement, you know, while when I'm talking to someone, I want to bring up things that sometimes they haven't thought about and could be in the back of their mind because the implications of going through a divorce when you have all your assets and everything under one house and you start thinking about then putting them under two houses can absolutely destroy the opportunity for a nice retirement.
2: You know, and I don't think people realize that. Of course, you know, I need to make sure because my wife, she's listening. Divorce is not in my vocabulary. Just want to make sure she knows that. You know, no questions there. But the reality is I think most people would get to that point. And, I mean, it is a it is a devastating thing financially. And, you know, when when you got a nest egg that you spent a lifetime, 20, 30 years to build, and all of a sudden you got to split it? Uh, so, I was, and, and the sad part about it is, and I really do believe this, and I get kind of frustrated with this, I think the wife, usually it costs her more money because she's all of a sudden forced to do things that she hasn't done in the
3: past. Well, you know, one of the statistics that uh, came out when we actually had one of the other shows where we were talking about Social Security was that many of the women had been forced to take Social Security early because of divorce. Mm. You know, because their income, they needed that gap, that that to fill that gap, and they they actually jumped in that. And the uh, actually the American College of Financial Services says that the biggest mistake uh, that happens in retirement is actually the wrong choices for Social Security.
2: Yeah, well, we'll talk about that on another program. Okay. That's that
3: is a big subject. That's that's a subject that we're seeing a lot.
2: And uh, somebody was talking to me yesterday about they'd been on the phone 55 minutes. And they realized when they got there that the person that they were talking to couldn't answer the question, so now they got to go back and be on another fifty five minutes okay, let me n- enough said about that thoughts here retirement, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to finish up, and I've got somebody that's come back, and I recognize them.
3: they look like me. you know what do you do well and, you know and jim I, they actually In the magazine article, it said that this was one of the ones that some advisors say is the biggest problem of everything. Now, the magazine article being from Kiplinger. No, actually from the uh, uh, Financial Advisors magazine. Okay, Financial Advisor magazine. And the uh, financial advisors that they polled, you know, they talk about the fact, and you you see this. I see budgets where parents are still paying. I mean, I'm talking about mature adults, maybe even having children. Uh, They're outside. Maybe they're still outside the home. But the cell phones and the insurance and the car payments and the vacations and the entertainment and the dining out, they're still being paid for a lot of times by the parents. I've got an example where a parent is paying for, still paying for a student loan. They want to, but their children are making significantly more money than they are, and they don't have the retirement well-funded. That's an issue. That's a big issue. How do you deal with that? I mean, shortly here, I mean, you've, you're the counselor. You've got the couple in. How do you Break, wake them up to that i think the one thing that i say that uh, tries to is, tries to make them think is that the worst can't thing that they can give their children is for them to run out of money and i let that let that kind of settle in because that's that's where they're headed now they think they're doing favors for their children but if they run out of money that's a real big issue because who's going to take care of them at that point in time well that's a that's a big statement I mean, uh,
2: reality is, could that happen? Yes, Yes, longevity says that plays into that particular problem. Shannon, closing, it is, what, 45 days started November the 1st. December 15th
4: or December twenty-fifteenth ends open enrollment. Uh, Don't just pick a plan based on price. You may end up spending more at a later date. And the last thing I learned from this episode of of Talk Money is that I need to get my kids off the payroll in a timely (laughs) manner so that I can reach my new retirement goal of of having a house that I forgot about.
2: (laughs) You learned something. You learned A lot. (laughs) Hey, this has been a great program, guys. Thank you so much for being a part of today's program. Thank you for listening thank you for really contributing to just what you ask us and we hope we're answering your questions of course uh, that's Jim Shoemaker that's me that's Ted Miner that's Shannon Dyson my producer and board operator Gil Worth guest and content coordination Francis Fortner and a production assistant Eleanor Moscovich compliance officer Tommy Armstrong Mid-South history moment Rebecca Brazier and written by Drew Johnson I thank you guys. Appreciate you being on part of the program today. Thank you so much for being here. We're going to be back again next week, and we're here every week. You know that, helping you make the most of your money.
1: Jim Shoemaker and Ted Miner are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securing Financial Services Incorporated. Securities dealer member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated.